Aria woman, welcome back to the Off-Kilter podcast. This is episode 57, and today we're going to talk about how do you know if you're eating enough. This is the Off-Kilter podcast. It is about breaking rules, listening to your ovaries, and coloring outside of the lines. Each week, we will connect and be in conversation about how to reignite your sexuality, feel powerfully graceful, and deeply connected to your body, all while navigating life. I am your teacher, Amy Kate Burr. So a lot of females that I work with, when we start our work together, they don't eat enough. And they're not eating enough to support their red umbrella, and then they're training on top of this. And what we see is a lot of irregular cycles and sometimes even no cycles at all. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about key signs that you aren't eating enough. So how do you know that you're not eating enough without having to count your calories or your macros? And this episode really came from a question that I was asked after I did a post on my Instagram around eating to support your training and your cycle. And one of the uh, females, she reached out to me and said, I suffered from hypothalamic amenorrhea, so HA, and we'll talk about that today. And she wanted to know how she could tell she was eating enough without having to count calories or macros. Uh, Because, and we'll speak about this today, HA often occurs in female athletes or females who, you know, uh, exercise a lot more. And so it's part of, you know, the eating disorder continuum. And so to count calories or macros uh, can not be very helpful. So today we'll talk about some key signs to look for uh, that support the fact that you're not eating enough. We'll also look at how under eating impacts your training and your cycle. The difference between healthy, uh, and I'm doing air quotations (laughs) for those of you who are just listening, Uh, So we're going to look at the difference between healthy and nourished, and then we'll look at how we can build a strong food foundation. So where I want to start is if you don't have your period, so you don't have your menstrual cycle, uh, or you might have a really irregular cycle that doesn't come very often. Now, maybe you just need to eat more and That's what we're going to look at first. So if you don't have your period uh, and you're in your cycle years, that's called amenorrhea. So the absence of a cycle, absence of a period. Now it can be classified as either primary amenorrhea. So that means that you didn't menstruate by the age of 15, but you showed other signs of puberty. And then there's secondary amenorrhea, and that's absence of menstruation for three months in a female who previously had regular cycles, or we can classify it as an absence of a period for six months in a female who had 
uh, previously had irregular cycles. So secondary amenorrhea is what I work with and that is in females who did have a cycle or maybe a regular cycle but then it's gone. So a very common cause of amenorrhea in females is what is known as functional hypothalamic amenorrhea and we're going to call it uh, FHA for short. Everyone loves an acronym uh, especially when we're talking about lots of sciencey stuff. <laughs> so what actually causes it and why is it a problem? So I want you to think of the hypothalamus, which is in your brain and it's like the conductor. So the conductor of an orchestra, the conductor of your body. And it releases hormones, which control your reproductive system. So it controls your hormones like follicle stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone, estrogen and progesterone. Now in FHA, the hypothalamus is silenced uh, from releasing those hormones because the body or well, the brain thinks that it's under stress. Now, if we think back and I've done a podcast episode on this, on stress and your cycle, if the brain thinks that it's stressful and doesn't have enough resources. It's going to signal to the brain, so the hypothalamus signals to the pituitary, which signals to the ovaries, and it tells uh, the ovaries not to produce the hormones or slow down the pulses. So that's when we see irregular cycles or no cycles because the brain doesn't want to make a baby. So the hypothalamus is silenced from releasing these hormones, and then uh, these hormones are really what ultimately allows ovulation and a normal menstrual cycle. And so this results in an estrogen deficiency and it messes up with your hormones. So FHA can be caused by low energy intake, exercise, weight loss, stress, or a combination of these factors. And often I see a combination of these factors in female athletes and females who train a lot. And what's normally happening is that there is an imbalance in uh, between energy demand of the body and energy intake. So what that really means is that they're over-exercising and they've got really low energy availability. So they're not eating enough. Now, there are many other causes of amenorrhea. So it's really good to see a very knowledgeable doctor to rule out any other causes uh, and one that doesn't put you on the pill <laughs> because uh, that's not supporting the natural cycle uh, and not helping uh, really get to the bottom of potentially what's causing the amenorrhea if it's not FHA. So... It's super key to see a really knowledgeable doctor uh, before receiving the diagnosis of FHA. And how do we diagnose it? So say we rule out any other causes of amenorrhea. Uh, so we're going to diagnose it and it's really defined as amenorrhea for at least three consecutive months. So I need to not have a cycle, not have a bleed for three consecutive months. With my estradiol, which is my main estrogen, 
FSH and LH all below a certain level. And with, uh, I need to be able to exclude all other causes. And so these are the things that the doctor might rule out, which is like a thyroid dysfunction, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, are some of the other causes that could cause amenorrhea. So there is this misconception that FHA is only seen in extremely underweight, over-exercising young women or in athletes. Yeah, it's really common in athletes, uh, especially athletes in a weight-based sport. Uh, and it's also quite common in over-exercising young women, but it can also occur in uh, women of a normal weight, like a healthy weight for them, who are stressed. So some of the women that I've worked with are of a normal healthy weight for them and eating what they think is enough, but exercising so much that they actually have an energy imbalance. So this is what's uh, a lot of the time and in a lot of my work, this is what's causing uh, the absence of a cycle or a lot of irregular cycles, that the body just doesn't have enough energy to make the cycle. And the goal then really is, uh, so the treatment for FHA is to reestablish this healthy menstrual cycle where you ovulate. And we're going to do that by really eliminating the energy deficit or managing the stress. So those are the two things. Uh, now, different uh, women have different cycle set points, which really just means that we each need, you know, a certain amount of food to get our cycle. And that varies between women uh, and it depends on a lot of other factors. So their training, their physiology, uh, basically it depends on their red umbrella. So coming back to this question of how do you know if you are eating enough uh, without tracking and counting your calories or, or your macros? Now, there are some key signs to look for. The first one is what we've just spoken about, that if you have no period or you have an uh, irregular cycle or potentially an, an ovulatory cycle, which means that you're not ovulating, uh, that may indicate that you aren't actually eating enough. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that you have FHA. Uh, it just might indicate that you know, you are under eating and maybe over uh, exercising or there is this energy deficit there that we might need to correct and work on. Some other key signs to look for are low energy. So tired all of the time, fatigue, uh, especially on waking. So never uh, feeling like you've, uh, you know, you never feel rested uh, and then maybe you become tired towards, you know, the afternoon. But on the other hand, uh, you might be experiencing poor sleep. So you can't get to sleep or you're waking up around 2 to 3 a.m. Now, that can indicate a couple of things. One, that, again, you may not be eating enough food <clears throat> to support your blood sugar. Uh, or it could mean, you know, that the system's really stressed. Uh, that the red umbrella is really stressed. So you're really tired and fatigued, but you're actually really struggling to fall asleep. 
uh, poor recovery uh, from or your training is another sign. So you can't recover. It takes a really long time for your muscles to recover. So you have, you know, sore muscles for days after a session. Maybe there's a lack of progress in your training. So uh, because you're not giving it enough fuel, you're tired all of the time and you can't recover well, it's really hard to progress in the training. And progression could mean, uh, you know, lots of different things. Maybe it's the amount of times you could train, the amount of weight, um, you know, how well you feel after a session, however you are measuring progress. Then we've got moodiness and irritability and anxiety uh, and if you're cold all of the time. So those are some key signs to look for. And if you're experiencing, you know, at least two or three of them, that could be an indicator that you aren't eating enough to support your red umbrella. And then think about that you're going out and training on top of this. So there is just this massive imbalance in how much the body actually needs and then how much you're giving it. So how much you need as an individual uh, varies. Like I said, it varies because of your red umbrella your red umbrella, your physiology, your um, cycle, your training. We all have a set point. So like a cycle set point or a red umbrella set point, which, uh, you know, that set point we can produce a cycle. So we have, you know, this certain energy requirement, which is like a calorie requirement that nourishes our body and allows it to function. And it can vary between... Uh, females. Often, you know, it's a, we at least need to eat around 2,000 calories a day, uh, way more if you're an athlete or really advanced in your training practice and you train a lot. Uh, you know, this varies a lot depending on what's going on, but, you know, if we're going to talk about like a, a food foundation, it would be around 2,000 calories uh, a day to support the red umbrella. So what else I want to talk about is uh, this difference between healthy, uh, like our perception of healthy and being nourished. And I think this is a really important conversation when we're talking about, you know, how do we know that we're eating enough? So we know that if we experience, you know, these signs that we've just spoken about, so no period, irregular cycles, moodiness, irritability, you're cold all of the time, you have low energy, you have poor sleep, you can't recover or progress in your training, those are some signs that you aren't eating enough. Uh, and that where you really need to start is, you know, probably a minimum of 2,000 calories a day. Uh, and building up a solid food foundation. So eating often, so every three or four hours, balancing your meals with quality proteins, root carbohydrates, some fats and fruits. But let's talk about, you know, why, why are we kind of here? <laughs> why are we in this, you know, this chronic energy deficit? Uh, why are we all undernourished? And I think a lot of it has to do with diet culture uh, and, you know, this difference between healthy and nourished. So if you think about a salad, you know, 
like, actually, let's talk about a very common conversation I have with uh, women when I start working with them. And that's, you know, I'll check in and I'll ask how their training went that day. And they'll write back and they'll say, you know, really good, super hard. My legs are so tired. Uh, I feel good. I'm going to go on a run tonight. And then I'll write back going, that's great. Uh, you know, how's your food been today? Are you fueling yourself? Like what's for dinner tonight? And she might write back and say, uh, yeah, feel good. Food's okay. I'll have salad and chicken tonight. <laughs> and often I'll reply, that's not enough. <laughs> and so, yeah, salad is healthy. But it really has shit all energy, so calories. Uh, so just eating a salad isn't enough to nourish our body, let alone our training on top of this. And I think the best way we can talk about it is like a bang for your buck. <laughs> With a salad, there isn't much bang for your buck. Whereas a balanced meal with quality protein, a root carbohydrate, some fruit and some fat is more bang for your buck from an energy perspective, you know, from a calorie perspective. Now, it's, it's key to not demonize certain foods. So a salad's not bad. <laughs> it's, it's important to understand that if we want to have a strong red umbrella, a regular cycle, and be able to train, we need to be fueled properly. And so if I'm training hard, uh, you know, I need to be fueled properly. And a salad is not going to fuel us properly. Sure, it could be a supplement to our meal, but it doesn't give us much bang for our buck. So can you see how our perception of salad is that it's healthy, but that's very different from actually being nourished. So what does even fueled properly mean? <laughs> again, it looks a little different for everyone. Uh, and it depends again on our physiology, our metabolism, our hormonal health, our cycle, our training, our energy expenditure, you know, and where we are with our relationship to food. So there's a lot of variables again, but I think what's super key is that, remember, you don't find a diet or you don't find a way to eat. You need to create it. But I really think properly starts with this strong food foundation to support our red umbrella first and give us energy. Uh, and then we can go out and we can train. So what's the food foundation look like? Well, for me and through my work, this is kind of where we start. Uh, and that's, you know, we're eating at least 2000 calories a day. Uh, we're shifting away from this perception of healthy, so into what's going to nourish me. Uh, we're eating every three or four hours over the day. And the reason why this is super key, actually, there was a study in, uh, they had two groups of women. Uh, they were female athletes. And one group uh, they ate the same amount of calories per day. So just say, for example, that they both ate, you know, 2,000 or 2,500 calories a day. So they had the same energy intake from a calorie perspective. But one group, say group one, they didn't eat. They ate very sporadically. And a lot of their meals were right at the end of the day. So a lot of their energy intake was 
you know, kind of binged into the end of the day and they didn't eat a lot over the day. They had lots of periods of fasting, whereas the second group of women ate balanced meals frequently over the day. So their, their energy was, you know, equally distributed over the day. And what the study found was that the second group of women had less, uh, less menstrual cycle symptoms uh, and disturbances when they ate frequently all over the day compared to the first group that had periods of fasting, ate really sporadically, they had more menstrual cycle disturbances uh, compared to those that ate frequently. So that's one example um, of why it's important to eat frequently. It really comes from a blood sugar point of view that we really want to support the blood sugar. So we want to stabilize and regulate the blood sugar because if the blood sugar is not regulated, uh, cortisol likes to come on stage and if we're not giving it the fuel through food, it's going to make it itself. And where does it pull it from? It pulls it from our muscles. So it eats our muscle mass, uh, sends it to the liver, liver turns it into sugar, uh, and then we can be storing sugar. So that's why it's key to eat every three or four hours, especially if you're in a state of stress. You know, if you've come from having FHA or, um, you know, you're experiencing irregular cycles or you can't get the results that you want in your training uh, and you know that the system might be stressed, it's super key to start off with this, this frequency in eating and also balancing our meals. So making sure that we're having quality proteins, you know, like dairy or meats or bone broth or collagen, root carbohydrates like sweet potatoes, squash, pumpkin, potatoes, fruits, you know, ripe fruits and some fats like butter, dairy, uh, so it isn't a problem if you want to train hard and you want to train often. It's a problem when you don't fuel well to support this and eating less than, you know, 1500 calories a day isn't fueling well. It's not fueling your system properly. You know, it's not nourishing your body and you might get away with it for a day or two, maybe a month, you know, maybe a year, but eventually it gets really stressful. And this is when we're seeing, irregular cycles, painful cycles, no cycles, um, you know, injuries, waking up during the night, poor recovery, lack of progress in training. So you need to be fueled properly to be able to train well. And I think starting with a solid food foundation is really helpful. Okay, so that's all I really wanted to speak about today. Uh, again, let's do a little bit of a recap. You know, how do I know if I'm eating enough? Uh, I think enough, it depends on your red umbrella, your physiology, your metabolism, your hormonal health, you know, how stressed you are, your training, uh, and your relationship to food. So that's the first piece. Uh, and then the second piece is, yeah, there's some key signs that we can definitely look for. And in my work, I'm looking for these signs, especially when I start working with a female. And that is, do they have a cycle? You know, is it regular? Is it irregular? Do they have no cycle at all? You know, potentially what's causing that? Let's dig deep and have a look. Is it uh, maybe it's just that they're not eating enough. And that's the first place I would focus on is increasing you know, their energy intake. 
And then we'd look for some other signs as well um, that we went through today uh, and starting to create this solid food foundation. And the work here really is, you know, just shifting, shifting, uh, you know, how we thought uh, uh, food as being healthy to more so, you know, what's going to nourish me? What's going to give me the energy that allows me to do the thing that I love, that allows me to train hard uh, and recover well and support my cycle? And so we're going to go for bang for your buck here uh, and focus on foods that are going to nourish. But start by just looking for those signs. And if you have a few of those signs, start by just increasing maybe the frequency uh, of your meals and snacks over the day and then making sure they're balanced. Uh, and then you can work on starting to increase maybe the energy, uh, you know, the, the calorie amount. Okay, Warrior Woman, uh, again, reach out to me uh, if you have any questions. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, some exciting stuff happening. Uh, my Warrior School is launched uh, and live which I'm really excited about. So Warrior School is an online program and community for women who want to get strong. So I invite you, I'll put the link to Warrior School in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, it is really a bunch of women who are working to know their cycle, learn how to eat to support their cycle and training, and then doing some really cool stuff. Uh, with their with their training if you have any questions you can connect with me on instagram at amy kate bow i also write a daily blog you can sign up on my website amykatebow.com thank you for making the space to listen today remember take the long way home bye for now